0: Welcome to Escape This podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role playing and escape room puzzles. This is now I want to say rare, but maybe the very, very first time.
1: No, no, I think we've done this once before. Well, no, you know, I know. Maybe we've done it the
0: other way around before. But this is a an episode with no guest, a guestless episode, in which I have a room. Which was sent in to us by a fan of the show. So this is similar to when we have guest game masters, except this is just a guest room. We've done this recently with the room that we ran for, that I ran for you and Neil, Mm. the lovely, I want to say pirate, it wasn't pirate, ghost ship room. Uh, this is another such instance. We've been sent a room by Freya Jarman. Thank you so much for sending Thank in this you. room. It's Halloween themed. So here on the spooky, spooky and early November. And apparently
1: more Halloween-y, <laughs> legit scary than mine. This is more of a scary Just because room. I go for a goosebumps feel, whatever. Now, what I was going to say uh, is I think we have sort of done this before. On, mm. uh, like we had a celebratory episode and you wrote a mini room for me.
0: That is true. That's the, that's the closest we've ever had. A million episode, uh, <laughs> not million episodes, <laughs> right? A million download special, I wrote a mini room for you. Uh, this one I didn't I write. was
1: really going to underplay that. I was going to say it was like our 10,000 download special. No, no,
0: no. It was be- better than that. Uh, so the, every episode we play through an audio escape room, a room full of puzzles and narrative and story where one person plays and tries to get out or achieve some other goal. This is... I know it's past Halloween. I know it's like November the 8th or And I know it is. we
1: don't even celebrate Halloween anyway. But yeah, so
0: we don't really even care because Halloween is all times because it's no times because it's not that big a deal. <laughs> so thank you uh, for sending this in, Freya. Uh, I'm going to run it for Danny. Danny, I don't need to ask you what your... Uh, Escape room experience is that we have an entire episode called "What's Your Escape Room Experience?" All about our escape room experience. Goodness, really, and the same for our tabletop role playing experience, I believe.
1: And so the, I don't weird, need to... the weird part is, we do so many of these that we don't make much room for real world escape rooms anymore. So mm. hopefully, this will change in the near future. But it's been a while since we've done. It an is true; it has been a while since room. we've done a
0: physical. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, we'll have just done yeah. a whole bunch of physical escape rooms. Yeah.
1: we're recording this well in advance because we're going away.
0: So that should be fun. I don't think there's any other prep to do, but usually I'd chat to you about who you are and what's good because you're a guest, but you're not a guest. You're a host.
1: Yeah. So I'm playing this room solo. I'm not comfortable enough in myself to 100% be me in that regard. So I'm trying to think of a character to embody for when I make decisions because, you know, I can't make decisions as myself. That's fair. I get very bad brain paralysis. Uh, So I need to embody a type of character.
0: Ah, well, you think of that. You could just be yourself. I'm going to remind you, Danny.
1: That I can be myself to some extent.
0: Well, of course, be yourself to uh, the full extent, please. Uh, but also, just m- remember we, you're a single player. We very, very rarely have a single player. So just try and talk commentate out loud the
1: hell out constantly.
0: Of it. Commentate. But you should know this because it's like solve this murder. <laughs> but also, when you do solve this murder, you should talk out loud more and commentate more so people know what's yep. going on in your head. Yep. So, We've this been is through practice. This. this is practice for solve this murder.
1: That's fair. Is uh, there a murder?
0: There's. N- yeah. Oh, that's
1: an interesting hesitation. <laughs> okay.
0: You don't need to solve it, but yeah, there's a. <laughs> there's a murder. Um, for people who are listening along at home, this is a spooky room. Uh, this is in no way, like, wildly inappropriate, but it's a little kind of. It's a little. Spooky. If you remember, we did Red Hill Asylum years ago. This is not quite as dark as that uh, by any means, but it is a bit of a darker room thematically.
1: I mean, I put a content warning on my Goosebumps episode, so.
0: Yeah, well, then you'll need (laughs) more of a con for what? For sharpening? Uh,
1: yeah, for um sort of fake body horror? Question mark? Yeah.
0: All right. Well, this has slightly more body horror, but it's still pretty fine. Okay. All right, Danny. Should we get right into it? Let's do this. Okay. (coughs)
1: Let's see if you can figure out my character.
0: Oh no, wait, I have to guess?
1: (laughs) What's the worst guessing game of all time? The worst guessing
0: game of all time. (laughs) You're on your way to a Halloween party at a friend's house.
1: Sounds delightful.
0: She's pretty well off and has an old gothic mansion out just near a small village. Her Halloween balls are quite the occasion. You and four of your friends are driving through the village uh, and out to the other side as the night draws in. After a couple of miles, you find yourself very much in the middle of nowhere. There's no moon, no street lamps, and a canopy of trees overhead. The narrow road twists and turns, and you can't see the bends very far ahead. As you wind through the dark country lanes, looking for the next turning to your friend's house, a sudden movement from the side of the road catches your eye. A small deer scampers out from the bushes. Startled, you slam on the brakes and turn the wheel hard, narrowly escaping the animal when you've caught your breath and gathered yourself together. You realise that you've swerved one side of the car into a ditch on the side of the road. Try as you might, and even with all of you pushing your very hardest, the car won't budge. You check your phone. No signal. You have no choice but to walk on. After a couple of miles, cold from the night air and tired of walking, you reach the driveway to a house. It's not your friend's place. This building is concrete, square, grey, smooth. But a light is on at the doorway, so you approach it with a view to calling the breakdown company. You heave open the massive metal gate and walk up the pathway to the house. The air seems to grow suddenly colder, and you're not quite sure whether those are whispering voices you hear in the rustling of the wind. As you approach the building, your heart fills with hope for a warm fire and a hot cup of tea, but the chilly air reminds you that this house has no sign of a fireplace, and probably no tea either. All far too indulgent.
1: Oh my god. It's
0: a metal square. It's a concrete box. It doesn't take
1: much to create tea, just hot and leaf.
0: Yeah, there might be some hot in this house, but there's no leaf. You pull up to the door, looking for a knocker or a bell. You can't see either. It's just sheer stainless steel without even a handle.
1: I'm not sure this is a house.
0: Instead, a hole in the door blinks at you. A small camera, perhaps? And the door simply opens. Now I'm going to add one word here as a, as a commentary. OK. Foolishly, <laughs> you enter the house and enter a large bright white hallway. You're not sure whether to call out or leave and pretend you were never here. But before you can decide, a man enters.
1: Mm.
0: He's maybe 50, but it's hard to tell. He's tall and slim, lanky even, bald, clean-shaven, and wears a white suit and shirt, the latter buttoned up to the top.
1: I like him. I compliment his high-tech house.
0: He says, quiet, I have a script to get through here. (laughs) His eyes are a piercing blue. Come in, he offers, with an attempt at a welcoming voice. Come in, you must be in need of sustenance. He ushers you through to a small room that looks entirely out of keeping with the hallway and the exterior, It's a classic living room. Comfy, patterned sofas, a gas fire, a teapot and cups on a stained coffee table. Knew it. (laughs) Don't you feel like a fool? You sit down, your weary legs relieved, and the man pours your tea. Drink, he says. Warm up. (laughs) A little unnerved by his apparent preparedness for your visit, but nonetheless desperate for warmth, you drink the tea. Yep. After a couple of sips, you realise just how tired you are after all the walking and your eyelids droop. Maybe just resting them would be okay.
1: This is a little bit Wolf Creek.
0: When you wake, you take a moment to realise your surroundings. It's a little bit Wolf Creek. You're no longer in the cosy sitting room, no longer resting on the sofa. The room is just as bright as the hallway and... What's this? Your wrists and ankles are strapped to a stainless steel bed by heavy manacles built into the bed.
1: It's pretty Wolf Creek.
0: You see all of your friends strapped to similar beds. Uh,
1: Well, I mean, that's a bit different. In Wolf Creek, they were separated.
0: The room you were in, now this is where you can start to draw a map. Great. Is a large, brightly lit, blindingly white room. It's got a weird, hyper-clean, surgical sort of smell. From what you can see by craning your neck, the beds are in one corner. You can also see a tray of surgical equipment and some other things next to the row of beds. It seems like there's a clock on the wall above you, though you can't quite make it out from this angle. Opposite you is a standing desk with a computer and some other stuff that you can't quite see from here. Is that a photo frame, maybe? A picture of someone? Next to the desk is a set of bookshelves with some books. And further along that wall is a sheer metal door. In the opposite corner from you next to that metal door is a cubicle of some variety. It looks like a shower cubicle, but you don't see a shower head from here. Okay. Round the corner on the perpendicular wall, I'm going to say put it on the east wall from where you are. Sure. Based on how you've drawn your room, is another door. It's white like the walls and has a small interface next to it. You look around, you, you struggle a little, and, and you realise... Danny, you have a piece of paper in your hand. Ooh. As you angle your hand to read it, you notice that your hand isn't fully secure in the manacle. Neither is the other one, or your ankles. (laughs) That was lazy. The note reads, I didn't want to do this. Not this time. But I can't help myself any longer. I want you to be different, to make it stop. To make me stop. You can get out if you try. Or you can be the same as all the others and join the collection. It all started with David. Maybe he can help you finish it. And you're good to go. Solve this room. Escape this podcast.
1: Sorry, I'm writing the words finish it. Ah, oh, of course. Well, it was very nice of our host to put us into bed after we fell asleep, but...
0: Your character is Ron Stampler from Dungeons & Daddies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but closer, uh, closer than you'd think.
0: Your character is Beth May... The human being.
1: <laughs> really? Uh, no. But it, it does feel like they put it on a little strong. I mean, not, not for me, obviously, but how are my friends doing?
0: You look over at your friends lying in the beds. They're all struggling. Very clearly, oh, those awake, are though. properly manacled in.
1: Okay. Yeah, so these are like metal manacles? It's not Velcro? <laughs> Nothing like that?
0: No. They're, they're metal. They're almost fully solid metal from the bed as well. They're not like on a leather strap or, mm. or anything like that. They, they are very intense... Keyholes or
1: anything?
0: You look around, you don't see any keyholes or
1: okay. anything. Okay. Sorry, i got to draw it. This is the problem with me doing a solo room, I draw.
0: Yeah, usually, whenever for people at home, whenever Danny and I are doing a room together,
1: the what? reason
0: sometimes I am talking more than Danny is because whenever something happens, Danny goes completely silent and draws a picture of it, even if it's just, there are manacles. She'll Even take some time, just like It I better, certainly doesn't I end up looking s- like a manacle. I better silently draw a little manacle. I'm
1: practicing. I mean, look at my manacle.
0: It looks like a clamp.
1: It looks like a robot hand. But me, my old-fashioned phone looks, looks am- great. from last time. Looks amazing.
0: Too bad it was a normal like, 2006.
1: I know, I know that phone. was upsetting. Um. All right, and but my friends, so far they are un. I don't want to say unmolested. They're fine. They seem
0: fine. They're all going. Ah, ah, I'm strapped to a bed. Okay. Ah. All
1: right. Stop now. Like I need to concentrate if I'm going to. Um, I don't want find to guess your
0: character, Danny. Who are you? What are you doing? It's
1: fine. I, you don't need to guess my character. It's going to be clear. All right. Let's uh, go up to this white door with the interface next to it.
0: Sure thing. You head over to the white door. It looks very much like a lift door, <laughs> except that it's as sheer, bright white as the rest of the room. It is so flat against the wall that you almost wouldn't notice it. It has no handle, and there's a small interface next to it, mm-hmm. about the size of your hand.
1: Oh, goodness. I press my hand up to it.
0: It glows faintly with what might be a handshape. But it then reads, Invalid subject. Access denied.
1: Fine. I... Ugh, you know what, if I were going to do this, I would probably not just use a hand. That would be foolish. So let's try a couple of other things. I hold my face up to it, hold my foot up to it. Just you try hold a couple of it, things.
0: F- all the body parts mm. that you can. Just seeing if I get any um, sort of different response. Every time you touch them, the interface glows with a hand shape. Oh, okay. And reads, unknown input.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, that's good to know. That makes it quite certain that hand feels like a correct choice. But it's clearly not my hand that it wants, which is fair enough. This is not my house. This is not my beautiful house.
0: But it is your beautiful wife.
1: How about this other door? I'm very interested in the doors.
0: It is a sheer metal door. Again, no handle on it.
1: This is very difficult. I knock.
0: A a camera is above the door and appears to be linked to it. There is a red light that is scanning up and down. And there is a panel on the wall next to it. As you approach the door, you see the panel light up. And it says, subject toxic, subject unprotected. No access.
1: I'm toxic? Subject
0: toxic, subject unprotected, no access. That's
1: kind of rude, but okay, I step back. Does it calm down? Yeah, it calms down. Hmm. It's a little rude. Hey, those beds, are they on wheels?
0: You go and have a look at the beds, and they're metal, solid, kind of gurney things, but they're not on wheels. Yeah, that's
1: going to be difficult. I'm probably not strong enough to lift one.
0: Well, you might be, but with your friends strapped to them, they seem far too uh, heavy to move.
1: Yeah, that's going to be difficult and uncomfortable for them, too. Uh, All right, so I won't be able to check on their levels of toxicity. No. If Brian is more toxic than me, I'm going to laugh. What's the clock say?
0: Oh, you have a look at the clock. And just as you're looking at the clock, the hands seem to suddenly stop in place, as Ooh. if they've just moved to a particular position. Okay. You see them sitting at 12 o'clock. Okay. Both pointing directly at 12
1: o'clock. Mm-hmm. That is how it would work.
0: You eye the clock for a full minute, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to tick.
1: Cool. And if I then uh, play peekaboo with it? Uh, look away? Look back up? You look away.
0: You look back up. Nothing. It doesn't seem to change. How long do you want to spend <laughs> yeah, peekabooing at this clock?
1: I couldn't tell whether that was a you being suspenseful or prompting me to say something else. Well, I mean, no, not too much longer, but I'll come back to it after I've looked at the next thing. Sure. Which is, I suppose, the computer table.
0: You start heading over to the computer table and you hear a faint whirring behind you. Ugh. You turn and you see that the clock's uh, hands are moving. Okay. They're going clockwise and they spin all the way until half past three.
1: Hmm. All righty.
0: You keep looking at it, but nothing seems to change. hmm So let's check over to this, uh, this desk.
1: Yep, let's do it.
0: On the desk stands a computer. There's also a photo frame. And inside the photo frame there is a picture, obviously, as mm-hmm. a photo frame usually has. It's a black-and-white picture of a handsome, muscular, young white man in swimming trunks standing on a beach on a sunny day his skin glistening in the light, his blonde hair tussled in the wind, and his face bearing the carefree smile only afforded to handsome and muscular young white men. (laughs) The desk itself has a single drawer.
1: Ooh, a drawer. I love it. A computer?
0: It is a sleek new model of computer.
1: Excellent. It has a
0: wireless keyboard that's completely flat. The letters are written on where the keys would be, and it appears to be touch-sensitive. Maybe less probability of dust gathering. There's a flat tracker pad instead of a mouse. You try waking the screen up, Mm, it appears to require a password.
1: Fair enough. And it's a computer, so I assume there's not much prompting about what the password would be. No,
0: you can put in some whatever, text, numbers.
1: Yeah. This picture, pick it up, flip it around, look inside it, check the back of it, all that.
0: You have a look at the photo frame itself, and you see it's well put together. The back plate seems to be held in with... Some kind of small pins, they're flush with the frame. They do have tiny handles on these pins.
1: Yeah, I think I know the sort. But your fingers are too
0: big to pull at them. So you can't get inside the photo frame itself. But you do notice that on the back of the frame is some faded writing. It reads, David, twenty first July or 21 July, 1988.
1: Good to know, good to know. Uh, is this set in the present day? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, he's in his fifties right now. Good to... Uh, that's helpful. Sure. Presumably. Yeah. That makes sense. Around that. Yeah. Cool. Makes sense. But I just went 32 years in the future. 33 years in the future. What year is it? No. that's 35 years in the future. Yeah. I know what year I'm born. I know how old I am. Do you? I know how much, how many extra years to add on to my birth year to get to 1988. Okay. Alright, so yes, I was told about David. David was the first, did the note say?
0: Hmm. it all started with David. Mm. Maybe he can help you end it.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, how much does this David resemble the man that I've already met, the gentleman who let me in? Not at all, really. Okay. I mean, people can change. People can change. Because they should be around the same age, by the sounds of it. Mm. Though, they said he was 50-ish, but hard to tell. Yeah. The other man? Good to know, good to know. If only I had some dull fingers to help me with these little pin things. How's the drawer? Is that openable? Wait. Quick check of the clock.
0: You have a look at the clock. Mm, Still looking at uh, half past three. Okay. So you turn back to the drawer. And as you do, you hear a whirring behind (laughs) you on the wall. You look, and as you look back, you see it moving again. It's now going anti-clockwise. Ooh, okay. Uh, And it continues on until it goes to 10 to 7.
1: All righty. Intriguing.
0: Meanwhile, the drawer itself, completely openable. Lovely. Openable. You open the drawer. And inside, there are several pages that look like they were ripped out of a passport. Oh,
1: that's not easy. Passport pages are sturdy.
0: Mm, They're the pages of a passport where you would get stamps when you enter or leave a country. Yep. and looking at the pages, you see a bunch of places. Uh, I, I guess the guy's very well traveled. Some of them you can't quite make out, mm. but there are four that you can cl- see quite distinctly. Right. One says Budapest, twelve May nineteen eighty-seven.
1: Bipest twelve five eight seven.
0: Uh, you see another one says Vienna, eighteen December nineteen eighty-seven.
1: Wien, 18, 12, eight seven.
0: You see Paris 13 July
1: 1986. Lovely.
0: And uh Moscow you also see. Or Moscow. How do you say the 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 city of Moscow Moscow?
1: Varies. I usually say Moscow, I think, yeah. but it definitely varies. Moscow.
0: Okay. Uh the f- uh, 5 November 1986.
1: So 286 is 287s. Yeah. Okay. Helpful. Got lots of dates going on. And yeah, that was 86, 87, he did some traveling, and then he came home with this 18-year-old or whatever, David, in 1988. Interesting. To my understanding, that is what often happens with people when they go on European holidays. Hmm. They they come back with a young, pretty person. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so, computer desk. I've still got the cubicle, the panel of instruments, and the bookshelf. Look, I'm not in a very booksy sort of way right now. Um, let's, yeah, okay, let's check out these instruments. All right. I'm feeling a bit confused and need to see everything, I suppose.
0: So there's a tray of surgical equipment. It's a metal standing tray with two layers, a top at waist height and a lower shelf. On the top tray is a neat arrangement of all kinds of weird and frankly unnerving equipment, a range of scalpels and large knives of various shapes and serrations, some saws of different sizes, a load of clamps and long pointed shanks, some small... What's a shank? I don't know, a little stabby thing. Some small fine pokey things and some very fine hooks. You don't know what any of them are for. On the bottom tray, there are five canisters. They don't seem to have any labels on them, but the bases of each of these canisters are a different colour. Oh, okay. One is yellow. Mhm. One is green. Mhm. One is blue. Yeah. One is purple. And one is red.
1: Lovely. Those are colours. Uh, what colour am I wearing?
0: You are wearing. Wait, now, is this a real question, or is it testing me knowing your character? <laughs> hmm. You're wearing an orange jumper and a purple skirt?
1: Who am I dressed as? Velma. Oh, interesting. I think those
0: colours are correct.
1: I, I could make that work.
0: But you're not acting like Velma at all, so I don't think that's true. I,
1: is one of my friends dressed as a dog?
0: Your, your friends are dressed as... and This happened in the playtest as well. They're dressed as Freddy, Velma... Uh, I love it. Scooby-Doo in this case. What a good group of friends I have. Yeah.
1: This was nice. I'm glad we did this together.
0: Wait, I said Velma. Yeah, I guess you're, you're Daphne. Are you Daphne? You
1: definitely made me Velma just then. I
0: know, but then I accidentally said Velma for one of your friends. It's
1: a brown skirt, isn't it? Maybe it's brown. I'm sure it's one of those things that varies depending on how good your TV was at showing colour. That's
0: true. All
1: right. Uh, long skinny poking devices and, uh, thing- and hooks and things of that mm. nature. Any of them seem like they'd be useful for opening up a photo frame?
0: Yeah, the hooks look small mm. enough to hook into those little bits on the back of the photo frame.
1: Fantastic. Sorry, sorry, dude. Uh, if you're watching, sorry. I, I don't mean to be intrusive. He
0: drugged you and strapped you to a chair.
1: Whoa, whoa, where is this coming from?
0: What are you talking? What is this character they are playing who doesn't understand what's going on?
1: Look, there's clearly been a misunderstanding here. I just want to get this all sorted out.
0: Danny, why have you done this? Why would you do this to me, the person running the room? I'm playing. uh,
1: I'm not saying no to anything that's happening.
0: You pull at each of the pins on the back of the photo frame, and with a bit of wiggling, the back comes completely away. Inside, there's the photo itself, obviously, but there's nothing new on the back of that. But you also find a folded piece of A4 paper. And as you unfold it, you see that it's a periodic table.
1: Ooh, okay. Interesting. Ooh, boy. Hope I, I don't need to do too much periodic tabling of all of the many dates and numbers that I found because I've just been writing them out in short form. But there was nothing to suggest that I had to do that in short form. Uh, but yeah, it is interesting. How much with a periodic table? If you have any letters or numbers, pretty much, you can make that work with a periodic table. Mm. Literally. Quite possible. Drawing a periodic table shape, I, I'm not. It's like trying to draw a country outline when Danny, you're not very sure what the country looks like. Then you don't
0: need to draw the periodic table. What
1: do you mean? I mean you don't have to. I need to make it clear in some way that this is a periodic table. I know how. You write periodic table. Okay, some of them do that, but you know what? Writing letters takes a long time. Now I have a piece of paper that looks sort of like a castle has been cut in half. Yeah, that's, and a, that's crown, a periodic table. That's
0: a picture of a crown wearing a crown. <laughs> Okay.
1: Alright, so I've got a periodic table, not totally sure what to do with that, but like, it could be relevant in some way or another, um, doesn't- I, again, I'm just writing things in short form, like those colours, I didn't draw things in colours for those canisters, so I've just written letters for them, and now that's just red herringing me, making me wonder if Y and G and P and R are things I should be looking for on the periodic table. No, I know I shouldn't, because only some of those are elements, but still. Uh, is the periodic table colour-coded like so many periodic tables no, are? No, it's a black okay. and white
0: periodic table. All right,
1: fine. All right, let's take a look at the last couple of things. The cubicle feels like it's going to be quick. One uh, extra glance at the clock.
0: You have a look at the clock, and as you look, it just starts moving. Great. It moves clockwise mm-hmm. again this time, and it all goes all the way around to eight o'clock.
1: Eight o'clock? That's curious. I expected the hour hand to do more. Mm-hmm. A minute hand is totally fine. Looking at the minute hand in the drawings of clocks that I have done, because I find that helpful. Yeah, drawing I would clocks argue, is very fair. I would argue that would is more than writing clock. the numbers. <laughs> so, yeah, started with the minute hand facing up. Then it went clockwise down. Then it went anti-clockwise up and around again. And then it went back. It, like it is definitely changing by certain numbers each time, but the clockwise anti-clockwise isn't quite working with it, necessarily. Like it looked like it went forward30, then back 40. but then, if it had gone back 50, that would have set it to where it is right now, back at the 12, uh, but it went forward, and that would have made it go forward 70, which isn't quite what I expected. So I'm still not seeing a direct pattern there. And the hours went from 12 to 3.30, so about halfway past the 3, but let's just call it the 3. So it went forward 3 hours, and then 10 to 7, so if it was going anti-clockwise, that would be like back 9 hours-ish. <laughs> uh, but then forward only like a bit over 1 hour, like 1 to 2 hours, going from 6 something to 8 o'clock. That's interesting. Maybe I should also write out the numbers in case they're doing something. So I will do that. 12 o'clock went clockwise to 3.30, which I suppose, who knows? Maybe I should argue that it's 15.30. Don't know if I'm overthinking that. Maybe we'll find out. Then uh, it's 6.50 and then 8 o'clock. Do I see anything when I do that? Um, specifically in the clockwise anti clockwiseness because that's got to be important. It seems like it's definitely doing that for a reason. I'm just not seeing it quite yet. All right, well, I was on my way to the cubicle. Let's take a look at this cubicle. If it is a shower, maybe it can get this toxic off me.
0: The cubicle is a large box, very much like a shower cubicle. The door and the walls are clear glass, and the door itself makes a firm seal when closed. There's no shower head as such, but there are a lot of holes on the ceiling and the floor that make it look like something comes out of there to fill the thing up. Mm. Or something comes out of somewhere to fill the thing up. On the back wall of the cubicle, there are five large holes, as if they want something put in them, a cartridge or something like that. And above the holes is an electronic panel that reads... SHOWER EMPTY although you notice something odd about it SHOWER is written in all capitals except for the final R SHOWER and then empty is all written lowercase
1: that's curious are they like on top of each other? like these words Is there? does it feel like they are lined up griddily, letter on top of letter in any way? no it just says SHOWER EMPTY interesting So if I see a mix of capital letters and non-capital letters, i definitely typically go Periodic Table. Unfortunately, I can put elements just without thinking to S, H, O, and W, but I don't know what ER is if that is an element. I assume that's an element. Uh, Can I find ER on the Periodic Table while I fail to guess? Erit.
0: Would you like to just grab Periodic Table up on your phone?
1: Eritreum. Eritreum is not an element. I don't think No, I could also just look up periodic table ER, but no, I'm gonna look up a picture of a periodic table. I gotta find an ER. What am I missing? Which element am I forgetting? If any. I, I'm still not seeing there he's Oh, it's right in one of the bottom sneaky bits, the lanthanides or no lanthanides are not What are the bottom ones? Lanthanides. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Actonides? Erbium. Er, uh, can you roll your R for me?
0: Erbium? Erbium. Erbium?
1: There we go. Airbnb?
0: Erb- Erb-
1: okay. All right. So if I'm spelling out shower with periodic table things, that would be a sulfur, which I spell with an F. Uh, hydrogen. Oxygen.
0: That's oxygen for people playing along at home.
1: Wolfram.
0: That's tungsten for people playing along at home.
1: And Erbium.
0: That's erbium for people playing along How much home. can
1: home. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying really hard to roll my R's. I just cannot do it. My tongue doesn't work that way. Roll er- your M instead. That makes it feel like you want me to do <laughs> lip trills, and I hate lip trills. They, I don't know. They I, make my face feel I didn't awful. plan
0: out what letter I would tell you to roll just then. I just thought it'd be funny to tell you roll a different letter. Say erbium, Seriously, but roll your M's.
1: Yeah. Erbium. <laughs> seriously we have to do that for musical warm-ups sometimes don't we singing warm-ups i i hate it it makes my whole face feel like it's crawling fair enough i i just oh it's awful i tend to just cover my mouth and just go (laughs) (laughs) no one can tell that i'm not doing it all right but what do i do with those is danny
0: doing the lip trills Hmm. They've covered their mouth with their hand. There's no way of knowing. I, <laughs> we'll assume that yes.
1: Look, some musical theater people can be pretentious. I assume that they're just thinking, like you know, when some people sing and they're practicing singing, they'll put their hand on their throat.
0: That's it. Yeah. But
1: so I figure they That's probably think the I'm warm-up. doing that. I, yeah, exactly. I'm doing my own mouth warm up. You at know how
0: influential time. you are of the cast, where everyone's <laughs> doing it by the final rehearsal.
1: Cool. Now that is five elements.
0: That is five elements. And there
1: were five holes.
0: There were five holes.
1: The way you described it, I couldn't tell. Did it feel like five individual things could fit into those five holes, or did it look, you know, like sort of a plug socket where you've got multiple holes? It for looks one like object? five individual objects
0: could go into those five holes.
1: All right, we do have five can- five mystery canisters. Do you they do look have like they fit? Five mystery
0: canisters. They do fit. Okay. Those mystery canisters fit
1: perfectly. Great, but to my knowledge, I don't have a huge. Uh, amount of uh, putting these colors to these elements outside of sulfur being typically yellow, but I feel yeah, typically yellow. Mm. Beyond that, I don't really have much color. I don't know what color to associate with oxygen.
0: No, that's very fair.
1: <laughs> so I'm not sure what I can do with that. Is this canister's open anyway, or anyway? No, is, they're complete- what-
0: from from, okay. from your in, uh, investigation, they mm. seem completely sealed.
1: Interesting. Well, it feels like I shouldn't just be guess and checking with five things that'd be pretty wild mm. so how can i find a connection there hmm there any real letter connection between them not sure yet i'm still trying to put things together and i've got to remember that just because i've written letters on the canisters doesn't mean there were letters on the canisters no
0: there are only They're colored rims to the bottoms yep. of those canisters
1: Yeah, if I look in the holes, I can't see any like paint scrapings or anything where they've been before. Interesting. All right, I guess I should check the bookshelf. Oh, I mean, once we get out of here, if I'm going to have a good conversation with this man, I should know what he's into.
0: Who is this character? Is it a person? Is it a real character, or is it like an archetype?
1: Oh, it's an archetype.
0: Oh, weirdo. All right, there are only (laughs) three shelves on this bookshelf and a bizarrely sparse arrangement of books
1: good that's how i drew
0: it they're pretty much all medical textbooks of one variety or another gray's anatomy johnson dodgers the essentials of anatomy sanitary science and embalming another called a treatise on the human hair and the formation of the skin and oh the home book of taxidermy and tanning
1: i gotta say i got a lot to talk about with this guy stop doing this character does he know this thing about rehydrating mummies? Go away.
0: There's one in the middle. Your character, you. Uh, <laughs> there is one on the middle shelf. Mm-hmm. Then further along, like from left to right, there are three on the top shelf. Then a bit further along, there are four on the bottom shelf.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then one final book back on the middle shelf.
1: So three shelves, middle shelf, there was... was one that on something? the middle shelf. Starting at the left. Yep. Great. One.
0: A little bit later, there are three on the top shelf. Mm-hmm then four on the bottom shelf,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then one on the middle shelf.
1: Cool. All right, so that's not an order. I thought it was going to be like a one, two, three, four, but not so much.
0: It's like he has some kind of weird system where you can't have books taking up a whole shelf or being above each other or something odd like that. Hmm. Oh, and then also, lying on its side, there's a surprisingly old book. It doesn't seem to match the others'. It's a 1967 edition of Improve Your Opening Game, an annotated encyclopedia of chess openings. Oh,
1: no. I am not great at my chess notations and openings and all of that sort of stuff. Ugh, like It wouldn't surprise me if I found out that there was a Budapest opening, a Vienna opening, a Paris opening, and a Moscow opening. Ugh. Is it worth checking the index for things like that? You flick through the book. Oh, wow.
0: You get distracted by reading up on all the different attacks and defences and gambits with references to famous examples of them being used by grandmasters. You know
1: why I have a block about this? Why? Because a little while ago I thought, you know, chess is puzzles. Surely I'll be interested in that. And not only am I awful at chess puzzles for some reason, it just doesn't click in my head very well. But I decided to look up a couple of chess openings and things, and I went, ooh, I wonder what the cool name for my favorite opening is, and it was called something like the baboon opening. (laughs) The (laughs) Dullard's Move. Pretty much. (laughs) The Fool's Gambit. Um, The Fool's Gambit at least sounds cool. Mine wasn't even a gambit.
0: The Beginner's Idiocy. Uh,
1: (laughs) The Just Quit Now. (laughs)
0: They're grouped by their codes, as chess openings are. You cast your eye over some familiar and less familiar strategies. A-50, the Queen's Pawn Gambit. B-20, the Sicilian Defence. Larsen's Opening, the Polish Variation. The French Defence. And you wanted to check some particular places and things?
1: I was uh, thinking of looking at those cities, but also some of those are very namey. I wonder if I, if David has an opening.
0: There's no David opening. Okay, good. There's not even like a David variation on the fool's gambit. That's okay.
1: We were just told that David was the first one, so maybe there was a David opening. Mm. Uh, what did you want to look up? Uh, let's see. Budapest. You
0: uh, go through the index, B, B, Budapest. Budapest. There is a mm. Budapest gambit. Okay. It's labelled as code A52. Mm. Or A52, if you prefer.
1: Sure. Any further information that you reckon I should look up about how this works? Not really. The okay. rest is
0: all very esoteric and chess. Sounds chess-y. Like chess.
1: All right, uh, let's keep going. Might as well just go alphabetically, see if I can find a Moscow, a Paris, and then a Vienna.
0: You look... Well, you see a Vienna straight away. Okay. Uh, Vienna game. C25. Paris... You can't find Paris explicitly. But... There was a French one. There is a French defence, which is C00. Okay. Moscow, again, doesn't seem to appear in the index.
1: But a Russian one? Oh,
0: there is a Russian one. Mm-hmm. Grunfeld Russian variation. Mm. That is D81.
1: Goodness. Okay. Like, these are clearly helpful, but I still have no idea how. I do not know what to do with this information.
0: It's funny because you're collecting pretty much everything you need to just like zoom through. There's one thing that you need to do to start this journey.
1: Well, I've checked the doors.
0: Oh yeah, you've checked this stuff. Just got to try some.
1: Apparently. It's very difficult to know what to interact with. It feels like I, I do have this cubicle to potentially interact with, but it also seems like The only other good thing is the computer and entering a password into that. Is there, I I don't feel like I necessarily have anything hinty for the computer password. Does it offer anything in the way of hints? So,
0: yeah, you know what? If you try and put in a password, Hmm. it says no Hmm. and offers a hint. And the hint is the word David.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wondered that. It is right there. And that is a typical password thing to do. But, yeah, I don't necessarily know what I should be doing with all of this stuff. Like, should I just be typing in the date that was written there? Should I just be typing in the name David?
0: Well, look, it doesn't look like there's any locking out after X tries, no, so you can do a few of these I'll in. I'll give
1: some of them a shot. Like, I'll try just David. Maybe <clears throat> it's one of those ones that's just telling me the answer. You
0: try David, and it says incorrect zero chances remaining yep. the computer explodes no no That's david cool. does not work all
1: right um 21788 8 for the date that was you try on putting in thing? the
0: date mm-hmm. beep, boop, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. the computer screen fades to white and a single icon sits on the desktop okay it's an application called gk security on opening it you see a diagram of the room oh highlighting the beds in which your friends still lie
1: Oh, they're computer-operated beds. Now, it looks
0: like uh, the the beds are labelled from the corner down or from the corner across, Mm -hmm. uh, one to five. One, two, three, four, five. Five, obviously, is uh, already opened. That That was was the bed that you were in. The beds one to four are labelled locked. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there is a blank space under each of those beds in which you could input a password. Oh. doesn't look like it'd be many, no more than, say, three or four digits could fit in that space
1: oh man I've got so many combinations of three or four or so things like is the passport things going to be there is something to do with the clock going to be there is something to do with these shower elements probably not I don't want that to be it is it something to do with the stacking of the books which of these things goes with this I, I, look at the beds again. Did I miss something by looking under it or anything? Is this searchy?
0: Well, you do look under the beds. Yeah. And you see that there is something in the corner of Ooh. the furthest bed.
1: Which one's the furthest bed? Are the one in
0: One the... or five? One, we'll okay. say. There's definitely something underneath it right in the far corner, but it's beyond your reach. and without being a... And you can't move these beds with your friends on them. They're too heavy. So you can't quite see what's under there.
1: None of the uh, scrapey, pokey or anything devices can help me out. It is
0: exactly one inch further than the furthest you can reach with the longest poking device from the surgical table.
1: That is offensive. Hmm. Yeah, I've got a lot of things, but I am having trouble in my head making these connections and trying to figure out what is going to lead me to what. Because... Yeah, I have four beds and four passport pages. True. They also have four different areas of bookshelf. (laughs) True. And uh, therefore, like, four different chess code openings as well. Five different elements that I'm working with, but that seems like it's just related to the shower and the canisters, whatever they are. I feel like my instincts are telling me that the passport papers are what's related to it. They were by the computer. There are four of them. Fair. And there are like a couple of digit sort of Cody things that I've associated with them. That seems fair. Is there any way to know like what goes with what?
0: Mm. Yeah, you need them just one, two, three, four effectively.
1: Mm. But like, uh, unless I wrote something where I seem to have A, C, C, D. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Would have been much nicer if it was a B, C, D. Um, it could be by date, I suppose. Like they do have dates on them in an order. So, like, what's the earliest one? Paris, Paris? Yeah, Paris. Right. That's yep. the earliest one. Paris is the earliest. So can I try like putting the C zero zero into the code on the computer for bed one?
0: You try putting C zero zero into the code on the computer for bed one, and you hear chink chink in the mm-hmm. corner. And your friend mm-hmm. bolts upright and says, I'm free! I've been freed! And then jumps up and runs around the room and okay. crashes into the surgical equipment. Yeah, yeah. Equipment Come on, Brian. And explodes. We
1: get it. <sighs> All right. Uh, in that case, I'm going to do the same thing for the others. So uh, bed two, I guess, uh, D81.
0: You put D81 into bed two. Chink, chink. Oh, and three, and i free. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll calmly get up.
1: Do your Scooby-Doo voice or we're not friends anymore.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Rhyme Ree. Thank you. While yep. Romley Ret Bed
1: 3, uh, A52. A52. Chunk chunk. Yeah, dag nabbit. I'm out of my bed. That's your best shaggy. Okay. Oh, I'm but, sorry. No, Am you... I meant to be shaggy? You've this been is trying. just how I
0: always look. I'm, I believe that's why you picked me for this party. Because I only, because I just
1: look exactly like shaggy. This is how we make friends. And uh, number 4, C25.
0: C25. Chunk chunk. Okay, I guess I'm free. So
1: you get it. You understand, Daphne. Uh,
0: Oh, jinkies. Wait, (laughs) I got it wrong. No, no, that's exactly
1: how Daphne makes fun of Velma.
0: And all your friends are free.
1: Okay, that's something. Hey, hey, everyone, uh, go test your hands. See if any of you have good hands for that handprint thing.
0: Uh, They each go to the white door. Invalid subject, access denied. Invalid subject, access denied. Invalid subject, access denied. Invalid subject, access denied.
1: All right, uh, now uh, go test your toxins.
0: (sighs) You're making me read it over and over again.
1: (laughs) Oh, sure I am. Subject, toxic, subject, unprotected,
0: no access. Subject, toxic, subject, unprotected, no access. Subject, toxic, subject, unprotected, no access. Subject, toxic, subject, unprotected, no access. Mm.
1: All right. Look, I had a piece of paper when I woke up. Do any of you guys have anything? Pockets? Hands? No.
0: No. no. And?
1: (laughs) Right. Well, now where do I go? What's the clock doing?
0: The clock is still stationary on its last number. Eight o'clock. There's something
1: you can do now. There is? Yeah. What, are any of my friends taller than me and can reach that thing? Oh, the bed can move the now. The bed can
0: move now. <laughs> now that it's not weighed down by your friends, the bed is movable.
1: <laughs> all right, all right.
0: You slide the beds away from the wall and you can see what's in the corner. It's a A4 transparency. Oh, okay. It's covered in loads of rectangles arranged in something like a series of columns and another pair of rows beneath it. Apparently randomly placed along this, five of those squares are coloured in. Mm. One is coloured in red, one is coloured in blue, one green, one yellow and one purple.
1: Oh my. Does it look like it would fit over a periodic table of some sort? It
0: looks exactly like it would fit over a periodic table of some sort.
1: Intriguing. And
0: when you do... There are certain elements that are highlighted by these colours. I should hope so. Hydrogen, for example, Mm -hmm. is highlighted by a red box.
1: Excellent.
0: Oxygen by a blue. Sulfur by a green. Erbium by a yellow. And tungsten is uh, highlighted purple.
1: Good. So now I can connect elements with these coloured canisters. Fantastic. Does tungsten go in a canister? I shake that one. Does it sound very solid?
0: Tung, tung, tung.
1: I don't shake the erbium one. I don't know what lanthanides can do to me. Erbium? That's what I was afraid of. Uh, Now, these uh, five... You should have
0: just shaken them earlier. (laughs) You could have known which was which.
1: So these five holes in the shower wall that seem like they would fit these canisters, are they in like a row An order? They are in a row left to right. Great. In that case, presumably to spell out the word shower, I should put in the uh, green sulfurous canister first. Followed by the red hydrogenous one. Sure. The blue oxygenous one. Mm -hmm. The P-Tungstonian one, purple. And the uh, yellow erbimeous one.
0: That's true. You load up the canisters in the correct order and close the door. A faint hissing sound starts.
1: Uh, Brian, get in there.
0: (laughs) Don't put Brian in there. Fine. As it grows louder, you notice gas. In fact, all five of you are in there. Okay. As it grows louder, you notice gas coming out of the ceiling and the floor of the cubicle. The cubicle fills up and you can barely see your own hand. The air is heavy with the peculiar smell and, and the hissing sound is painfully loud. Just as you think you'll be unable to stand the feeling any longer, the whole system turns off. Your lungs feel weak and e- your ears are still ringing. But the panel now reads, Subject clean, Yes. proceed.
1: Sweet. I love it. I assume I feel nice and sauntered after that. Yeah. Beautiful. Good steam cleaning. Everyone needs it once in a while. You see, this is a great place.
0: Why does, What is this weirdly optimistic character?
1: I'll tell you at the end.
0: It's it's um Scary Marlow from... Why B- do B- you
1: think I'm trying to be Beth May? Because you've got a
0: very Beth May attitude. Um, Danny, I've realised something terrible. Oh, no. There's an element of this room that you haven't looked at yet. At oh, all. what? There's something in this room that you have not checked out. And now I know the reason you haven't checked it out, which is I don't think I ever read it out.
1: <laughs> oh, no. And I
0: apologise. There's
1: a severed hand somewhere. I could have no, been no, going no. through that door it's the entire time. I
0: just got confused in the description because, you know, it's hard when you're running somebody else's room. Oh, um, for sure. I saw metal door, mm-hmm. and then when I picked back up, I picked up straight from the words metal cabinet, effectively.
1: Oh. Uh, there's an extra next to the shower
0: cubicle, there cabinet. is a metal cabinet. It is right next to the shower cubicle. There is a metal cabinet. It's been there the whole time.
1: Sabotage! But you never
0: noticed. And I apologise that you didn't look at this. Luckily, at least, it wouldn't, it wouldn't change the, the pacing of the room because I know what's in this cabinet. It wasn't going to help you until right now, when you need <laughs> well,
1: it. Yeah, that's the other problem, is that when you realise that you've forgotten something, it's usually because it's about to become important. True, but you've
0: solved everything in the room anyway.
1: Oh, thank God. Okay, well... I guess I should look at this cabinet that I have foolishly overlooked until this moment.
0: The cabinet, which has been there the whole time, This is, is a why, large... This
1: is why I'm always just a little bit scared when I know that people are playing rooms mm. off my notes. I even play-tested
0: this room and I got the cabinet that time. <laughs> I was waiting for you to check this cabinet thinking, why didn't you? And then I realised I don't think I ever read it out. Unless I did. Maybe I'm vindicated by the original recording and you're the fool.
1: I drew this whole room out. If you didn't look at my beautiful drawings, that's on you.
0: It is a large metal cabinet with a heavy chain through the handles. You can't see an end to the chain. It just seems like it goes the full way around. It's been welded shut together. It's keeping the, the doors closed.
1: Well, I don't know if I can do much with this yet, unless my new steam clean just gives me the ability to melt through chains. Mm. But it seems unlikely.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem to work.
1: None of those saws or tools look like they'd be of any use.
0: You check out the saws, and at least one of these saws is a big, big, hefty hacksaw kind of saw. So you can give it a try if you'd like. I would like. You find an accessible chunk of chain and start sawing. Eventually, you work your way through the chain And it falls open. Okay. You open up this cabinet to find that it's a wardrobe. Oh. And inside there is a hanger with a white full body suit with a hood and a mask. And on the floor is a pair of elasticated white foot coverings.
1: Elasticated. That is a word. All right, good. Well, I am clean, but now I can be covered or whatever it asks me to do. Protect myself in some way. All right, uh, I'll take this one. I tell the gang. Oh um, no! Why were they so unhappy? That's about just the guy it?
0: who was screaming earlier.
1: Um, uh, yeah, I, I will dress myself up in this gear. Yep. It's Halloween. Halloween. Let's let's be honest. A lot of people didn't think I was in costume.
0: What was your call Because you were just um Velma. Yeah, that's fair. All right.
1: So uh, now I approach this uh, toxicity door.
0: You approach the door, the camera blinks at you, and the red scanning light turns green, pauses, and switches off. The panel reads, Subject clean and protected. Hell Proceed. Yeah. The door opens, and you find yourself in a small room.
1: Now, if I step through this and then take off my protective gear and throw it back out, can I get my friends with me?
0: If you'd like, but we don't, you could just leave them in the main room. They're fine. Okay. The door opens into a small room. It is dimly lit, and the air feels crisp and clean. Like a carefully controlled room of a museum or an archive, there is a small table against the back wall, and along the right wall is what looks like a fitted wardrobe door, a large wardrobe, which has a pair of knobs above the handle, like an intricate dial-safe lock. But that's it. There's no door out other than the door you came in.
1: A likely story. I've read wardrobe books. Let's check out this wardrobe.
0: It's quite a large wardrobe. On the door there is a lock. There are two knobs, each with the numbers one to twelve around the outside of these like rotational locks. Twelve mm. is sitting at the top, and then the numbers go clockwise one to eleven around it. Above each knob, there is a pair of zeros, and there's a colon in between them.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds good, sounds good. So this is clearly clock-related. Mm-hmm. A quick... I can get back to the previous room, right? Yeah. Cool. Quick look at the clock. Anything changed? No, nah, it's still sitting on the final time. Well, this worries me because now I'm afraid that it wants me to put in what the next time is going to be, and I have no idea what the next time is going to be.
0: I will say the, uh, the, the knobs are currently pointing to 12, both on both sides.
1: Mm. So they're currently both facing the 12. So that was how I found the clock in the first place. So is it actually not coming up with a new time? And it's just like... These clocks that I saw were like a combination because that's how American combination locks work. I don't know if it's how our combination locks work. It's how my locker one works. I've never like used clockwise them clockwise
0: to one number, anti clockwise to another number, et oh, That's I've how it works. I've always been a padlock lockers.
1: person. You've mm. seen me in escape rooms. I can't oh, yeah. use combination locks. Uh, but yeah, they go like anti clockwise and clockwise mm. in Classics, varying. And all
0: classic safes have that, like,
1: and this is why I don't use them. But so if they're currently facing at 12. Can I change them so that like one is pointed at a three, or the left one, I guess, is pointed at three, and the right is pointed at six?
0: Yeah, sure. you can. I'd like a little bit more detail about how you change them.
1: Oh, I, well, I rotate them clockwise to make that happen.
0: You rotate them clockwise all the way until... So the left is pointing at three and the right one's pointing at six? Yeah, to and represent And you hear a 30. very faint...
1: I'll take that as a good sign. Again, I don't know these locks well enough to know for sure. So then I'll try rotating them anti-clockwise until the left one is at six, and the right one is at ten. That's right, right? Yeah. You rotate
0: them so it looks like ten to seven, yeah. anti-clockwise, and you hear a little... T-k.
1: And then back to clockwise. Uh, so the left one is at eight, and the right one is at twelve.
0: The final... T-k,
1: t-k, z- and...
0: <sighs> you, the doors open. Yay. And you can pull them to one side. Nothing could have prepared you for what lies within. Oh, no. A series of hangers. Oh. Hundreds of them. Oh. And every hanger holds what looks to be an entire person's skin. Mm.
1: From head
0: to toe in a clear bag.
1: Interesting, interesting. You
0: hesitantly approach the first bag that you see and notice it has a reference card slipped into a little pocket on it. They all do. They're they're numbered. 89 046 AQ 6... Eighty-nine, oh four seven, CM four, and so on.
1: Mm. Hmm. Trying to see if I can get any information out of that. Like, should I take note of any, in particular, of those codes as an example, or is it just an example of how they are mixes of letters and numbers? Yep. Right. To know, I should uh, back away and check out this table. As I do, I close the wardrobe again and say, "Some people get way too into Halloween." (laughs) These costumes are a bit too scary for me. They're real human skin! And I go to the table.
0: The table has nothing on it. Oh. But it does have a small drawer. Oh. The drawer itself has a series of nine small levers on it. Oh. If you wiggle the levers, you find that each can click upwards, downwards, or just sit in the middle. The drawer doesn't open. It seems locked.
1: Nine. Have I seen nine of anything around here? I've used an awful lot of things. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine books on the bookshelves. There bookshelf. are nine books
0: on the bookshelves.
1: Ooh, that is the thing I haven't used yet. Sorry, my chair is creaking. That's fine. Ooh, okay, good. That is the thing that I have not used yet from that previous room. So uh, those were going from left to right. So the leftmost one was in the middle. So I set that switch. So it's middle. Great. Then there were three up. So I flick the next three all up. Next four all down. Next one, middle.
0: The drawer opens. Yay. You find inside a folder. Looking through the folder, you see a series of data sheets, hundreds of them, personal information about individuals and headshots clipped to each one. Each of these has a reference code in the top right-hand corner.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, How far back can I flip what feels like the earliest piece of paper?
0: The earliest is where it all started. Mm. You find David's sheet. He was 24 years old, oh, 5'11", blonde-haired, had a distinctive birthmark on the inside of his left thigh, and his reference number is 88001DG1.
1: Now, does that mean anything? Does that spell anything? I don't know, but I guess I should open up the uh, costume wardrobe again and look for the one that has uh, that reference number, but there's a lot.
0: You open? Am up, I able to? Yep, you flick through the real human skins... Until you find David's number. Let me just... You rifle through the grim collection and eventually find the one labelled 88001DG1. It's a tall skin with blonde hair. Checking it carefully, you see David's it's distinctive birthmark. Wild. Mm-hmm. You unzip the carrier to inspect the skin further, like a freak. <laughs> and notice a carefully drawn slit just above one of the wrists. Like you could... Slip your own hand inside, hmm.
1: as in, like to wear or to, f- to feel wear around his inside, hand
0: like a glove. A
1: little weird. Um, don't know why I would want to do that, except that uh, it seems like wearing someone else's hand could be important. Um, cool. I put on the the skin suit and <laughs> I call out to my friends. Hey, you better come in here, guys, and then I jump out at them and scare them, and I laugh. They all...
0: how I laugh. Oh, you're just a Goosebumps kid.
1: No, not exactly. You're, you're, the,
0: you're the Goosebumps kid friend who plays pranks on him and doesn't accept that things are actually scary.
1: I was going for the parent, but I will also you're take. You're the friend. parent of
0: a Goosebumps kid. <laughs> all right. Well, look, you now have a skin hand over your real
1: right, hand. Great. I go back and I see if this is the hand that the white door wants.
0: You take David's skin and slip your hand gingerly into the hole at his wrist, giving the hand some shape. You press your hand with his skin on to the interface. It glows again and eventually reads, Access Granted. The door slides open directly to the outside world at what looks like the back of the house, sheltered by a hill. You and your friends scramble desperately up the hill with every intention of calling the police to arrest the whack job that's just nearly skinned you all for his gruesome collection. But then... You still have no car, or phone signal. Dot, dot,
1: dot. I've been dot, dot, dotted? Well, now I know how it feels.
0: And that is the end.
1: Ah, excellent.